So how are you giving yourself enough grace enough to know that I'm being kind to me by being real to me, by acknowledging that I need to let this situation go so I can keep thriving in the person that I'm trying to be and also understanding that that was something that was also very real for me and I don't need to hold on to it to also validate the realness in it even though it's no longer there. What is going on y'all? Welcome to the Redefine Your Roots podcast. My mission for this series is all about understanding where we come from. What is the source of who we are today? How can we challenge our perspectives of what we know to show up as our highest version of ourselves? Every episode, you'll hear an impactful story or perspective to help create a new narrative of our own. I'm your host, a queer black woman, entrepreneur, coach, mental health advocate, creative, and most importantly, a real person just trying to figure out the ways of the world. My name is Nicole Raglan, and this is Redefine Your Roots. What is going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Redefine Your Roots. I want to thank you guys so, so much for tapping into today's episode. I'm super excited because today is my birthday, September 7th. Virgo gang, we out here. And I wanted to talk about 10 lessons that I've learned on my 25th year of life. So I'm officially 26. I'm officially on the opposite side of my 20s. And I just feel like this past year, I learned so much, not just about myself, but just like how to navigate this world. And yeah, I don't know if it's just because we were in a pandemic or it was just time to level up. Regardless, I'm just really excited to be here and share this with you guys. Remember, if you are new here, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let's grow together, y'all. On that note, let's get into it. All right, so number 10 is to know yourself is to be yourself. This one is a big one, yo, because I feel like before this year, I was navigating the world like I knew who I was and I really didn't because I feel like a part of knowing who you are is understanding the things that make you upset, understanding the things that make you make you smile, the things that make you happy, knowing the type of people that you want to be around, knowing the things that make you feel confident, knowing the things that make you feel a little insecure and moving unapologetically with that because even sometimes when I'm like doing things like recording this podcast or putting up videos on Instagram like it's like you're still kind of waiting for people's response and feedback to be yourself and until you understand that when you really know yourself when you really when you're really being yourself yeses from people no's from people they don't matter you know I feel like there was points in times Um, before this year where I thought I knew who I was and I thought I was being myself but as soon as someone said no to me it would be like well why what's wrong with me like you know I'm saying it's kind of like this self-attack and I think really just taking the time to take my ego out of it and taking the time to understand that even the bad parts of me are still acceptable from people then You know, that's good enough. That's good enough. Swore that I was showing up confidently. And I swore I knew who I was because I had this like nothing can phase me kind of attitude. 
and a nothing can phase me kind of attitude can also come off like I don't give a fuck and I think a part of knowing who you are is also knowing all aspects of you good and bad aspects of you like things that don't make you feel so good things that make you give you anxiety things that stress you out but also having a good balance between understanding the things that make you happy the things that bring you joy and not feeling like you have to dismiss those bad parts of you to get the things that you want you know and I feel like to be yourself is to really know who you are and know I can unapologetically move who how I want to and because I know my intentions and I know how I feel towards the world and know that that that's okay yo that's okay that's okay yes number 10 to know yourself to be yourself so my next lesson number nine you are your biggest fan I think I have so much going on and I have so many dreams and so many ideas and so many things that I want to tap into and I feel like as soon as you start tapping into those things you're going to see that some people are going to follow along with the dreams that you have and some people won't and I feel like it doesn't matter if those few people that don't want to ride for your dreams don't ride for your dreams. Just understanding that you are your biggest fan. You know how you see yourself. You know the type of places that you want to go. You know the things that you want to do. You know how you want to get out and be yourself. And whatever that means to you. But you can't get upset when people are not rooting for you for a vision that you see for yourself. It's your vision. You see it for a reason. It's for you. So even in those like low moments, just know like it's your vision. You can't sit there and try to get someone else to see what you got to do for yourself. You know, you got to ride for you. You got to ride for your dreams. You're the one that can see your dreams. So you got to step into those shoes of like, this is who I am. And I'm moving confidently in whatever I'm trying to get done. And The people that will support will support and the people that won't, won't. I'm not for everybody. I'm not for everybody. So you are your biggest fan. I think one part of understanding that you are your biggest fan is that even like the people closest to you aren't, even the people closest to you aren't always going to be your target people of whatever you're trying to achieve. And I, that was something that I had to accept and, you know, not allow myself to feel hindered by that. It's a matter of like going out of my way and having more faith in myself and more trust in myself that whatever I'm trying to offer the world is going to gravitate back to me. And the more that I try to kind of like hinder myself and kind of shit on myself with my words and just you know what Nicole you can't do this you know that that crazy imposter syndrome starts showing up then the more you're going to get that reflected back with the type of people that are coming into your life or the people that are saying no to you you have faith in yourself you have confidence in yourself and what you're trying to do and you're always trying to level up and grow and learn something new those people are going to come you know what I'm saying whatever you're trying to do it's going to get bigger And you just have to move with confidence. You have to know that I'm always trying to learn more. I'm always trying to do more. I'm always trying to get things done. So 
it's inevitable for growth to happen. You know what I mean? So absolutely, you are your biggest fan. You are your biggest fan. All right, that was number nine. So number eight, we don't mature with years. We mature with overcoming damage. I think that one of the things that I really prided myself on, you know, prior to this year was that I felt like I was a super mature person. You know, I'm I'm someone that has people that are like older than me in my life, a lot of like people to look up to. You know, I really pride myself on being someone that's a little younger and also holding myself in this mature way. But I also had to realize that there's a lot of pressure with that. Like you have a lot of older people in your life and there's like this pressure to be perfect. There's this pressure to like, you know, make sure that you're on the same level with them, not just for, you know, ego purposes, but just to like have, you know, your homies around. You want to keep people around you. You want to be on the same level as people that are doing things around you. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, I felt like because I was around them, I was mature, but I also was young in a matter of the things that I experienced and the things that um, were heartbreaking to me or painful to me or things that kind of made me feel like inferior, you know? I feel like the more you get older, the more you experience no's, the more you experience people trying to tell you that you need to be a certain way or do certain things to get to wherever you want to go. And I feel like with that is also very painful because it's like you have to let go of this sense of self to get to your dreams and your goals. And once I let go of the fact that age doesn't necessarily bring you maturity, I feel like situations really bring you maturity. Um, You know, over this past year, there was just a lot of like heartache and just um, loneliness and experiencing loneliness and with that comes pain. And I feel like with that is really having to understand yourself and, you know, taking the time to be patient with yourself, taking the time to understand who you are and not feel like the world is after you. And I feel like because this last year forced everyone to feel like this sense of like pain, this sense of like removal of this past self, because, you know, we were just forced to sit in the house. We were forced to be by ourselves. We were forced to be with our thoughts. We were forced to be with the type of person that we want to be or the, the person that we are currently showing up as. And we were forced to either stay the same or change it. And I feel like I really took the time to evaluate the things that I was experiencing and the ways that I was showing up in those and those experiences. And why? Why were they happening to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, the more that you reflect on the damage that you go through, the more that you mature. I think maturity isn't really like, I'm older now, I'm 25, I'm 30, I'm 40, I'm mature. No, how have you reflected back on the things that you've experienced? Are you going through the same thing over and over and over again with different people? Like, you know, that was something that I had to really sit down and evaluate, like, why is this same kind of setup happening to me every time I encounter different people? Like taking the time to reflect on what happened and growing and evolving from that was a really big one. So we don't mature with age. We mature with damage and reflection. All right. 
we mature with damage and reflection. I feel like we are put to the test so that we can learn a lesson, not the other way around. I feel like things happen to us on purpose and it is up to us to really sit there and reflect to see how are we going to get the most back out of what just happened to us and not feel like we're the problem and we're the ones at fault. It's just a matter of this is something that I need to learn and evolve and grow from versus it being like, well, this person wasn't right. Let me go to the next one. Or this job wasn't right. Let me go to the next one. How are you reflecting back and actually seeing what you're getting from these situations and seeing what you can take with you to this next journey, this next person, this next job opportunity. So just kind of keep that constant cycle of growth and making sure we're actually maturing with our age and not just getting older, you know? So that is number eight. We don't mature with years. We mature with damage and reflection. All right, so number seven, do it and do it scared, yo. Do it and do it scared. I feel like, I feel like our 20s are about like cruising through life while being like, high off anxiety (laughs) like cruising through life high off anxiety like I think sometimes it can be really intimidating to try to start things or get things done because you've never really seen somebody else around you do it or you have to go out out of your way to learn and do something new that you've never done before and I think especially moving down to Atlanta and just really giving my business and my brand everything that I have and everything that I know and really seeking more knowledge is scary yo it is so scary having to just like really give yourself a hundred percent and not doubting yourself whatsoever because you literally don't have the time or the money or the you know the energy to doubt yourself you know I feel like that fear really drives us in a way that can be so hindering and I feel like once I understood that I don't need to have a guide all the time I can be my own guide I can move with energy I can follow however I feel like I see my vision and that's that on that period do it scared I feel like doing it scared is also a key indicator that you're going in the right direction. Like if you're getting fearful about it, it's because it's something that makes you feel uncomfortable. And I feel like with change comes uncomfortability. Like you have to want to take that time to get uncomfortable so you can see that shift and change, not just within yourself, but the things that you want and that you know you're surrounding and the people around you. If it's uncomfortable, it's there for a reason. And I feel like really stepping into that discomfort so you can get to a place back of comfort is a big one. Do it first. Do it first and do it scared. All right, the next one that I have is number six. Number six, curiosity over assumptions. 
I feel like this one has got me into a lot of trouble. Curiosity over assumptions. But I think a big thing that I had to like kind of work through for myself is like kind of assuming that things should be a certain way or assuming people are talking to me in a certain tone or assuming that I don't deserve an opportunity. Just, uh, just moving with a lot of assumption versus curiosity. Like, I wonder why that person might be talking to me like that and asking more questions to try to understand the people around us or understand like an opportunity that might come our way or not come our way. Like move from a place of understanding versus assuming that things aren't working because of whatever you've created in your mind. And once I let that go and I opened up curiosity over assuming things, I feel like that was a game changer. Well, how do you feel? Well, how does that make you feel? Well, okay, why? Okay, how? Like, just being more open to hitting different points of why things may not be working or why things are working, just really getting tapped into more about people outside of you versus taking all of whatever you got inside of you and projecting it onto the world with whatever you're assuming in your mind. And I think once I really let that go, game changer, game changer. I really feel like the world needs more love. (laughs) I feel like us being more curious about people can create less heartache. I think people just want to be heard felt and seen and I think when we assume things and I think when we take away their right to feel how they feel that's how people move with hurt and pain and feeling like they have no say in anything causing like this causing like this like level of animosity to the world because it's like people are walking around like you know what, like, like I have to have this hard shell on me because nobody listens to me, you know what I mean? And I feel like the more that we can open up our hearts and our minds to other people and outside of us, then we can, you know, create more love out here, yo. <laughs> more love out here. Really trying to seek to understand people allows you to seek yourself deeper like okay like it's like allowing you to become more empathetic and really step into that person's shoes and seeing how even I'm vibing with you on whatever frequency because we're relating in this way or we're not relating in this way and the more you ask questions about what they might be going through the more it's going to open up questions more questions within yourself like well why am I not understanding well what how can I relate uh an experience that I've been through to show that you know what I do understand what you're talking about or I feel for you I don't understand what you're talking about but I feel for you it not only opens up their heart but I think it also opens up your heart by creating more room for conversation conversation less assumptions more less assumptions more why can't I less assumptions more curiosity 
And it really just opens up our hearts, yo. For real, for real. So number five, acknowledge your flaws, but don't live by them. Don't live by them. Just kind of bringing it back to number one is to know yourself, is to be yourself and understanding all aspects of you, the things that trigger you, the things that kind of make you feel insecure. I think it's good to know all of yourself, but I think it's also like, how much are we taking ownership of the things that we don't like about ourselves and using that as an excuse for things not working or things not getting done? I'm someone that can be a very, very anxious based, you know, just if I don't know what's going on or if I don't know the next step to something, if there's not a plan, if there's not a system or a structure in place, I start to feel a little anxious. And I think I would use it as a way to kind of hinder myself because I'm always looking for a reason to kind of pull the anxiety card or the stress card or the, um, well, I don't know, I don't know enough yet so I can't get started card. And I think the point of I think the point of acknowledging your flaws is to create a system to think outside of those flaws. You know what I mean? Like if there's something that's hindering you because of a flaw that you might have, that you have to have a resolution to those flaws as well. And I feel like once I tapped into that, that was absolutely a game changer. Instead of using my flaws as as an excuse to not get things done, I was using my flaws as a reason to elevate more. Like if there was like a skill that I felt like I didn't have, so I couldn't get started with something, instead of saying that I can't do it, I had to just take the time to create a system to learn it. Or how can I seek to gain this knowledge so I can get to this place that I wanna be instead of taking my flaw and limiting myself with it. You know what I mean? Like using it as a way to expand more instead of shrinking yourself because of this flaw you might have. So really just like using your flaws in your favor to be better for yourself and the people around you. All right, my next one, number four. We getting down, we getting down here. Number four, pick your people. Don't just let your people pick you. I'm gonna say that again. Pick your people. Don't just let your pe- people pick you. Peter Piper picked a pepper, pick a peck a popper. You know what I'm saying? Pick a peck a pack a popper. Period. Going back to know yourself. I started off with that because you could just tap into all of it. All of these key points is really knowing yourself. I feel like there were points in time where I would be so happy that someone picked me. I'm like, wow, you picked me. But you also have to see how that is also kind of very self-sabotaging because you're so surprised by it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're holding on to like a thread, keeping them into your life because you're so surprised by people picking you. But you also have to sit there and evaluate aspects about them to see if you even like them, to see if you even want them to be in your life. Do you? You know what I'm saying? We're so busy trying to be a part of groups that we don't even care about or we think that we care about. And for what? For what? You get around people and you realize you don't even really like them or they're not really genuinely making you feel good. So really taking the time to evaluate and look at the people in my life to see if I really 
like them, if they're really bringing me the energy that I need, or if it's more of a hindrance than anything. Is it, am I keeping you in my life because I felt, I feel needed and wanted by you? Or am I keeping you in my life because I genuinely enjoy your company and your time and your energy? And I feel like really evaluating that says a lot, says a lot. Don't let people just pick you. Pick people too. Pick the people in your life. You have a choice. Every time you're going through something with someone, every time you're feeling a certain way, you always have a choice. You always can decide if you want them in your life. You are the pilot. You are the pilot. You are... You know what I'm saying? Hello, flight 8678. We're going aboard. You are the pilot of your life. (laughs) You are the pilot of your life. And the faster that you tap into that, the faster that you understand that you can choose the type of energy you want to be around... It's a wrap. It's donezo. Don't just let people pick you and choose you so you can feel validated by them. Validate yourself. Validate yourself by evaluating the people in your life. Am I really loving on myself right now based off the people and the energy around me? Am I? Or do I just really feel chose by them? Am I choosing myself by keeping these people around? Pick the right folks. And that's that on that. All right, we're getting down. We're getting down to the top three. All right, the next one that I have is real connections do fade. Real connections do fade. Letting go and real connections fade. I'm going to tie that in together. So I'm going to start off with letting go and how challenging that is. I think a part of letting go of something is feeling like you are losing an aspect of yourself that you've known and you have to kind of like start over. And I think with starting over is also like you're mourning this past self and you have to now navigate and understand this new self without that sense of comfortability that you had with either that person or that thing or that job or that place, whatever was bringing you comfort, it's like now you have to do it alone. And I feel like that's why letting go can feel so challenging. And I think a part of it also is too, is that when you are letting go of these things, it's like, well, was it real? Did it, did it, was it real? Did it really happen? Was it was it genuine? Because it's over now. And I think I had to understand like time doesn't matter. Time is so irrelevant when it comes to letting go and understanding if things were real or not. If it was real to you, it was real. 
regardless if it was re- wasn't reciprocated or not. And this could be for like anything, whether it's a job opportunity or it was a person or it was being in a place. If it felt real to you, like if it if it allowed you to tap into emotions that you never tapped into before, it was real. It was real. And I think understanding that even real connections can fade was when I I think I became more open to meeting more people and just being more open to conversation and understanding because I think for me, it's like I felt hindered at times with how deep I can get with people because I was a little afraid of them leaving. There's like this fear of, of abandonment when it comes to people coming out of your life and a fear of abandonment in regards to just having to let things that you really care about go. And even though that, even though you really care about them, doesn't mean that you have this 100% tied to it forever. You know, you are going to get what you need to get out of someone, whether it is a 10 minute conversation at the supermarket or a 10 year relationship with a friend. You're getting what you needed to get from that situation and it's not invalidated based off of the time. It's real. It's a real connection. And it can fade. And you have to also know that like letting go is a part of that. Letting go is real life a part of that. It's a real connection, but it can fade. So how are you like giving yourself enough grace enough to know that you know, I'm I'm being kind to me by being real to me, by acknowledging that I need to let this situation go so I can keep thriving in the person that I'm trying to be. And also understanding that that was something that was also very real for me. And I don't need to hold on to it to also validate the realness in it, even though it's no longer there. So... Yeah, that was a big one. Big, big one. All right, number two. All right, so number two. To trust your center, your body, and your intuition are always trying to talk to you. Always. I feel like that little voice that we get in our head or that little, that little, that we feel in our chest when things don't feel right, you know, that anxiety that you might feel, um, when things just feel out of aligned and you just don't know why, I feel like really tapping into understanding why you're feeling like that and trusting that that feeling is real and moving with that is like, it it works wonders. Have you ever been in a situation that just was not right for you with anything? I'm sure you guys are like thinking of like four right now in your frontal lobe, <laughs> like thinking of things that just weren't right for you. And like now that you're out of them, you're like, wow, like why didn't I listen to myself sooner? Why didn't I go with that sooner? It's like the more you kind of put it off to accepting that something may not be working for you and really or may be working for you really like trusting that and having more faith in your gut and what your mind is trying to tell you and what your body is trying to tell you. 
I feel like we all experience things and I feel like we experience it from a level of either using it as a way to hinder hinder us or using it as a way to grow and evolve and gain a lesson from. And I feel like the deeper that we tap into our center and ourself and having more trust that that feeling that we feel is real, then the more we can get things done. Especially when people are involved, it's like you really have to evaluate your center always. Because it's like you have this source outside of yourself giving you feedback. Say say you have a a job, you've been there for a couple years, you're not really feeling the job, you know, you wake up every day, you're stressed, you're tired, you're over it, you're you're not willing to learn, you know, and then... Um, you kind of talk to your boss about it and they're kind of giving you these ways to get more out of your, your job, you know, to make you feel better. But the more that they talk about it, the more it feels like a task, you know, the more that it feels like something that you don't want to do is also tapping into your center, understanding that no matter what happens, this is how I'm going to feel. So really understanding that about yourself and trusting how you feel about a situation instead of like waiting for a certain time or a pivotal moment for things to change when you know things aren't going to change. It's just being real with yourself. Trusting your center is just really being real with yourself. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, I don't need... I don't need to wait another three years or another three months to stay in this position because I know that this is not for me. And the more we like wait and wait and wait to trust our center for the right time, then the harder that it's going to be to get to our goals and our dreams. And I feel like so much resentment gets built from that. You know, a lot of pain gets built from that. So doing what you feel like you need to do for you and no if ands or buts about it trust yourself trust your center trust what your center is trying to tell you always that was absolutely a big one for me i used to like avoid that feeling for so long well how do i know well how do i know this job is right for me well how do i know if this person is right for me you know your body will tell you are you walking into work and you're catching an anxiety attack Every time you're with your partner, you get stressed and depressed and your energy shifts. Like your body is always giving you alerts of how you feel before your mind can even process it. So the more you tap into your body, the more you get aligned with your body and your mind together, you can take over the world. For sure. For sure. Your body's always giving you alerts. Your body's always letting you know how you feel. You know, it either has fight or flight or rest and digest. So how are you going to feel more relaxed and at peace when you are in these day-to-day things? By trusting your center, understanding when that rest and digest is happening, understanding when that fight or flight is happening, and what emotions are being tapped into that, you know? Is it fight or flight, like I'm happy, I'm excited, I feel good? Or is it fight or flight, I'm anxious, I'm stressed, I feel like I want to fight somebody? Evaluate it for yourself, write it down, 
when your body's feeling a certain way, when your body's on height, on go, write it down, see what's going on. When your body's chilling, write it down, see what's going on. You know, and after like a week or two, you'll see a common denominator in everything. What are the things that are bringing you the most peace? What are the things that are bringing you the most stress? You will see. And if you can just trust your sensor and trust that what you have written down and the things that you're literally putting on paper and you're seeing and you're visualizing the things that are creating stress for you, trust your sensor. Trust your sensor that those things aren't good for you or they are good for you. Trust that. You know, the, the more that we try to do AB plus C squared times 3AB times 9 squared, to get one, it's like you're sitting there trying to do all this math to understand if something's working out or it's not. So you got to tap into yourself more, tap into your center more to understand how can things either go up from here or not go anywhere at all. Trusting your center from that, asking questions from that, always being open to more questions and knowing that like, if I really trust myself and I trust how I feel, I can be more communicative. I can speak more. I can be open more and know when things are either right for me or wrong for me because I'm so open. And that's because I'm so willing to trust how myself and how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Word. Self-trust. That's a hard one. Self-trust is a hard one. I feel like we talk a lot about like, trust with trusting others but we're not trusting others because we really don't trust ourselves enough to give them that independence ooh 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 I think we gotta think about that one facts facts absolutely facts we don't trust ourselves enough so we are projecting that trust that we have for other people onto them well I don't have faith that you can do this well I don't you know well I've been in these past situations and ah this is this is not feeling like what it's supposed to feel but you got to evaluate that you got to evaluate your center and what your self-trust looks like you got to evaluate your center so you can so you can observe other people's center. Number 1 is fuck 'em. Fuck 'em, fuck it, fuck 'em. <laughs> like fuck 'em. Fuck it, fuck 'em. If things are not aligning with you and you want them to and things aren't just working out, fuck it. You know, the more that you put more pressure on yourself to get somewhere or get around a certain person or be with someone or and things are just not working there's a reason and fuck it the more you put more pressure on it to work and get done and the more pressure that you put on yourself the more that you're living from a place of anxiety the more that you are giving like this external thing all this leeway and all this like hold on to how you feel fuck them fuck them fuck it (laughs) fuck it (laughs) 
You know what I'm saying? Really just tapping into your emotions, but also knowing when you're letting your emotions take over you and why. And knowing when you're giving this irrational mindset too much energy. You know, I feel like we all... We all have our fears and we all have our doubts and we all have things that we're a little concerned about. You know, things might go wrong. Those are great to acknowledge. But it's like, are we letting it take over us? Fuck it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make sure that we're allowing things to power towards the goal and not away from the goal. Someone says no to you, fuck them. That doesn't undermine you in any way. That doesn't make you any less superior. That doesn't make you small. It just means fuck them. You're making room for other things, places, and people to be in your life by letting that go and just saying, fuck it. It wasn't meant for me. Fuck it. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself to... Make sure things are perfect and make sure that the people in our life are perfect and trying to ensure that things are just going a certain way. Just fuck it. Cruise. Cruise. Relax your shoulders. Loosen up. Unclench your fists. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. You know, really just kind of like laughing it off and giving yourself that grace to know that better is on the way, better is coming. Affirming yourself that everything happens for a reason and there's no need to stress. Fuck it. You don't want to be in my life? Fuck them. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how are we just giving all these external things so much energy So much energy to the point where it's hindering us more than anything. So fuck them. All right, y'all. That was today's episode. Um, You know, just 10 things that I feel like really were a game changer for me over this past year and allowed me to change my mindset and to just get to things that I want and stop allowing myself to get in the way of things that I felt like I deserved. So if you guys are like kind of going through the works right now, these are definitely some key things that have been allowing me to stay open and be open and just keep creating and just being more open in conversation. So I'm feeling so grateful and so thankful that I made it through year 25 healthy and intact. And I'm so excited to see what year 26 can bring me. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for tapping in today. Happy birthday to me and happy birthday to all my Virgo folks out there. Let's keep growing. Let's keep elevating. Yeah, always. I want to say thank you guys so much for tapping into today's episode. That is all I got for y'all. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. That's it for today, y'all. Thank you so much for listening into today's episode. I'm grateful for you allowing us to be a voice in your ear. 
If you love the Redefine Your Roots podcast, be sure to leave us your feedback and a rating after this episode. You can keep up with this series at Redefine Your Roots on Instagram. For any information about this episode, you can follow along with the links provided in the description. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an opportunity to redefine your roots. And until next time, be kind, be you, and be patient with yourself. I love you all.